Welcome to Sarlacc Shtup. This one's gross. We're, We're back. back. We did it. We're at 22. Which is an awful birthday when you're 22. I mean, you're, you're going to party because you're 22 and you, sure. can, you can party, but right. 21's a magic number. And yeah. 22, it's like, oh, uh, I'm Yay. still young and good looking. Yeah. <laughs> so that's exactly. good. It's true. It's true. Uh, I have a warning for every for our listeners um who by the way i have gotten some very very awesome compliments uh this week from our listeners and i just want to give a shout out to people giving compliments because it's fucking awesome oh cool yeah nobody says anything nice to me oh well i had uh our our favorite local bartender recommend us and say that we were awesome and very funny oh very cool and um uh somebody on instagram that is um also a star trek fan um texted me and and told us told me how awesome he he likes it very much. I was extremely um flattered. Maybe I should get on Instagram. Maybe people yeah, I don't know. That's I, <laughs> I, I I now have a reason to get on Instagram, I guess. Maybe people sure. will send me nice messages there. Sure. So I I did get something from a listener a little while back and I meant to bring it up on the show. Yeah. before, but I kind of forgot about it till now. But listener John sent us a message and he said I found Archer's favorite video game controller. Yeah. I was like, okay, and I opened it up, and it's called the Thrustmaster. Oh, my God. (laughs) For the PlayStation 4. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, Thrustmaster. I love it. (laughs) According to SoundCloud, he's Uh our biggest fan. Oh, nice. Very good. Thank you, John. So that's cool. And welcome to everybody that's finding us now on... Google Podcasts. We're yes. there now. We're on Stitcher. I don't know. We're we're on the things that I know about. I'm yeah, sure there's yeah. something that, that I don't know about that we should be on. If there is a platform that you'd rather be listening to us on than whatever you are currently listening to us on, let us know. We are Star Trek Stuff at gmail.com. Okay, I have a warning about this episode. Okay. Um, I will be using about a hundred different euphemisms for semen. <laughs> So if you have children listening, well, you're going to be having an awkward conversation later. These are the kind of phrases and nicknames and things like that, slang terms, that do stick in kids' heads. Yeah. Like, this is not what you want them to learn. So no. Yeah, we we we've got we've got a, a huge fucking list. Yeah, this is definitely a, uh, a NC seventeen or or parents with small children should not listen to that kind of thing. So I mean, we put explicit on the thing with Apple. I don't know if that shows up everywhere, but uh, right, eh, we always do cuss words and shit. But this is going to be a little dirtier <laughs> than normal. There are some games I don't quite know yet. I'm also going to be doing a little bit of frustration shouting at. at at one point. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Usually with the show, uh, I'm just kind of doing frustration. <sighs> huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't think I've gotten to outright shouting. Uh, <laughs> there were a couple moments where I was like, what? but, 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 yeah, but, yeah. Uh, 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 fine. Whatever. <laughs> I did a lot of whatevers. Yeah. So we open... Uh, on a space scene of the Enterprise hooked up to a kind of cool looking gr- dark gray ship um, and he and we're listening to the captain's log and he's super not happy. Did you scan that as gray? Yeah. It looked so green to me. I used to have an escort uh, back in the 90s and it was the oh. strangest <laughs> color. I'm clipping that. <laughs> <laughs> 
What, we're, I used to have an escort back in the 90s? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're in the <laughs> euphemisms already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Ford Escort, 90, like an 89 Ford Escort or something, and it was the strangest color. It was like gray, but then in other lights it was green, and then other lights it was like goldish. It was it was one of those colors that's just whatever you want it to be. It was Wild. Really odd, yeah. Yeah, I hated that car. Yeah. <laughs> I had a Ford in the 90s that I hated as well. Yeah, I hate Fords. Yeah, 90s Fords are just terrible. They've gotten better the last few years. Have the newer they? Okay, Fords good. are all right. And they got an electric one now and stuff. It's oh, pretty good. cool. Yeah, they've, they've Yeah, yeah. They Fords used to be fixed or repaired daily. Uh-huh. Found on roadside dead. Yeah, basically as soon as you paid it off, it turned into a complete piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was awful. But yeah, I hit I don't and I don't know if it had to do with the paint color or not, but I hit two cats, a rat, a dog, and that was really fucking tragic. And then uh, it finally killed itself with a deer. Jesus like Christ. Like a giant fucking deer. Holy shit, a fucking yes. murder machine. It was. It was evil. I hated that fucking Was it a Ford so Escort or was it Christine? I know, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Holy shit. Yeah. I just saw an episode of Ash versus Evil Dead. Uh-huh. And his car, you know, the famous car that's in <laughs> yeah. all the way from the first one, they've got the same car oh, in, the, nice. in the series. And at one point it gets possessed by demons, and I don't think its body count was nearly as high as your Ford Escort. I know, I know. It was insane. It was something about that car. I, I don't know what it I mean, I had my lights on. It's not like I was driving around with my lights off or anything. But it was just like every time I was out, it fucking killed something. It was tr- tragic. Jesus, fuck. Yeah. Did, it, did it have some kind of high-pitched whistle? somewhere where it was like Maybe. attracting animals oh no i don't know i don't know i wish i could say because it was um, i was i was honestly relieved when the when the deer killed it because i was just like i hate this car <laughs> so this alien ship looked kind of greenish to me but whatever mm-hmm. yeah the thing yeah. that i liked about it what kind uh-huh. of stuck out to me is its warp nacelles were kind of on this Almost like a headband-looking kind of thing, like it was mm-hmm. wearing a hat. Yeah, that where the yeah. the nacelles were on the sides. Yeah, you know, like beer cans on the side of a hat. How people do. Anyway, yes. So, <laughs> so you can have your hands free. Of course, it's brilliant. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I thought it was stupid for a second, and then I thought about it and was like, "No, that's genius." No, that's because awesome. every time you came up with a better nacelle, you could just uh-huh. put them on the little hat and then pop it yeah. onto the the. the that's the true. That's true. Yeah, that's a great yeah. design. Starfleet should have yeah. ripped that off. Totally. Yeah. So it's the Cretassens. Right. Cretassens. Cretassens. And they kind of look like Johnny Depp's final form when he merges with all of his accessories. <laughs> <laughs> and they're super insulted. I, I love their look. I love their I whole too. thing. Uh, yeah. the, the makeup is great. It is. It's sort of skeletal. Their outfits are kind of these long, flowy things, but yeah. without chill. No chill. Long, flowy clothes usually mean man, I'm cool, man. You know, yeah, they kind of give no. that air. And they have beads, a lot mm-hmm. of beads, the way Lots like, you know, beads. hippies and, and uh, gurus and stuff will wear a lot of mm-hmm. beads and they have that very like chill vibe. Yeah. Their hair's kind of cool. It's like this really neat design in their hair. These guys are wearing all that, except it's got just enough like 
little angles and, and things to it mm-hmm. to project that sort of like uptightness, even though yes. they're in like chilled bro clothes. No, they're very uptight. You can it's 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 very obvious that they're like conservative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hoshi's only getting about 50% of what they're saying, and she keeps getting, you know, they eat, we eat like they mate, da-da-da-da-da, uh, some, you know, and there's all this confusion and everything, and and Archer is, like, trying to apologize, but he's doing it through very gritted teeth and being extremely insincere. <laughs> totally. Even if I didn't understand what he was saying, I would know he was a dick. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's just not being very diplomatic about this at all. He's being kind of bratty. He's like, well, yeah. tell them <sighs> that we apologize. Whatever we did. Uh, it's totally. I mean <sighs> it or whatever. Uh. Yeah. And then Tripp says it's one for the books. Briefest first contact. And the grammar Nazi in me is just like most brief. Not briefest. <laughs> Shit like that drives me crazy. Most brief contact ever. Briefest mm-hmm. con. Uh, yeah, no, it's no, the most I'm sorry. Brief. Nobody's gonna say most brief. Really? That's correct. Uh, well, yeah, sure, but so is whom, and no one says whom, <laughs> like ever. <laughs> Some people do. No. <laughs> whom shall I say is coming? If any one of your friends says. <laughs> whom shall I say is coming? Or whatever. I don't know. That's the first <laughs> sentence I could think of that would have whom in it. Yeah. You would just look at them like, what? 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 <laughs> I wouldn't. Huh? Well, see, I grew up with uh, several people who English was their second language. So they were really um, on me about speaking correctly. Yeah, Florida man's not bothered with that. That's no, not his experience. Exactly. That's not his that's not his game. We're in Florida. The state bird is a chicken finger. And as the Cretassens are pulling away, a moving web-like mass of erectoplasm <laughs> slithers into the Enterprise as it's closing up. The CG is okay for the time, I think. I will grant that on screen, as CGI, it does not look much, as much like high fructose porn syrup <laughs> as it does later in the episode. <laughs> so, yeah. At, at, at this point, it does not scan as baby batter to me. No. I mean, it just kind of looks like a wavy, wispy, I don't know, it's pretty yeah. cool. I don't know. But yeah, yeah it's so pretty it, cool. Yeah. It it slinks in uh, to uh-huh. the hatch, and, and then it's time for our theme. Life is such a sweet insanity. The more you learn, the less you know. In the heart of every family, there's a love that starts by letting go. she is hearing odd things on the comm system and to Paul and milk toast are totally unhelpful they can't help her um and she's having just a bad day and while she's talking about you know the odd things she's hearing the camera shows a shot of her quote-unquote translation matrix it's just fucking numbers there are no <laughs> words on this device screen it's just, 
I mean, what the fucking fuck? I was watching a season one TNG episode. No, sorry, season two. Well, it doesn't matter for the purposes of the story. But anyway. Yeah. But there's a shot fairly in close where Picard is by a panel that has writing on it and mm-hmm. in the in the hallway or something of the Enterprise. And it was something goofy written there. Like yes. somebody's name, I think it was like Ronald Moore's name or something yeah. like that. But yeah, they did that kind of stuff back then because they were like, well, they'll never see it on the TV because they exactly. didn't have the had, high resolution then, TVs that we right, have now. Exactly, and then HD came out. <laughs> but yeah, they did that on purpose. Like a, there was a, there's some um, meme or whatever that floats around that's um, a picture of one of those um, hallway signs, and it's like the lyrics to. Um, Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so it's the lyrics to Gilligan's Island is printed on this sign. Well, by this point, this is 2002-ish, I think, mm-hmm. at this point when this yeah. is on. Uh, how prevalent are big screens? Uh, I, it's weird trying to remember exactly when True. that became more common, like the flat screens and all that, Yeah, where you could see this. I feel like this is too close to flat screen time. To do goofy shit like that. I just I just was confused. I was like, you could put anything on there. Why numbers? Like, that doesn't even make any kind of sense. It's like the Matrix. She, yeah. She's yeah. just looking at the Matrix, like, code and just being like, exactly. verb, noun, yep. uh, blonde, redhead, you know, whatever. But yeah, T'Pol is like, it's your job, babe, to figure this stuff out. And Hoshi gets all super defensive and is like, this is my fault? And... and to Paul's like, no, it could have been anything that offended them, like Florida man just being there, you know. <laughs> and how she's like, but if you're saying, but if I learned the language better, then they wouldn't have gotten pissed. And to Paul's like, try to learn from failure. And how she's like, ouch. You have failed me for the last time. It's uh, reminded me of a while back when we were talking about how there was pointless tension between mm-hmm. Hoshi and T'Pol. And we just kind of chalked it up to, well, they're just not going to have two women on the bridge without making them fight. That's just right. who right. Braga and Berman are. So at first I thought, okay, well, that's this again. I think mm-hmm. they try to do something with it later. They do kind of resolve it later, but this is a very classic like men thinking this is what women are like thing. Mm-hmm. Where they think that women constantly are like challenging each other and competing against each other, and they're full of resentment that they don't say, and you know, it's. I mean, it's it's a very like, I, ugh, I, I didn't like it. But later, it does resolve. I think pretty well. During this scene, I had to get up, you know, so I paused it. I got up, whatever. The timing just accidentally got it exactly right. Hoshi giving epic side eye. <laughs> yeah. Just. Like where you pause it and there's just something on screen going on that sums up the subtext of... <laughs> yeah, you can never do it on purpose, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was flawless, just epic side-eye like, this <laughs> Vulcan bitch. This fucking bitch. You know what? It's not my fault you're like in love with me or something. What? Oh no, she did not. Florida comes in onto the bridge and promises to fix the comm issue for Hoshi. How is it that Hoshi is hearing something that T'Pol isn't? That's a very good point. One of them's yeah. a Vulcan. Yeah. You know? Who has incredibly sensitive hearing. Yeah. Yeah, mm, I, don't, I okay. don't know. Okay. Yeah, man. Well, it's the same with um, uh, Uhura in the Kelvin timeline. She's got basically a superpower. I don't even remember. I I, I buy it, but like... Oh, yeah. I really only like the first one and 
most of the third one. I think it's in the first one. It's in the first one? Yeah. yeah. She, she's got turbo hearing. Florida man asks to Paul how Ahab is doing, and she's just like, he's not in a good place in his life. Do not go in there. You know, Florida man's like, I, th- I think I'm charming enough, and goes in there anyway. Woo! He tries to butter Ahab up about with food, and then a game of pool? Where? Yeah, where is that? There's like a billiard table? We haven't seen this yet. No. A, a whole pool table? Yeah, and I would think that would be kind of dangerous. I mean, honestly, those balls rolling around and stuff, that would be kind of dangerous. How so? Um, Sudden deceleration, Um, you know, shit happening, throwing, you know, they get crashed into or something. I mean, think of a, think of a pool ball in a car that's in an accident. Oh, yeah, good call. You know, that'd be dangerous. Now that I think about it, this ship hasn't gotten hit by that many, like, bangers or whatever. That's like, true, yeah. There haven't been too many, okay, everybody lean, you know, with right. shooting moments. <laughs> That's true, yeah. There's been a couple, but not a lot. Not a lot, yeah, you're right. This was written by Fred Decker. Which uh, he's done a lot, yeah. Uh, yes, a man with an utterly embarrassing writing portfolio. <laughs> He wrote RoboCop 3. Ooh. Which, if you've never seen it, don't. Oh, really? Ooh. It's one of the worst. It's, it's embarrassing to watch. Like, it's like, oh, oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. Does it have, um, what's his, James Wood in it? James Woods? James Woods? I don't remember. I just remember, like, thinking, like, this is a kid's movie. <gasps> oh, no. Silly. Oh, no. It's like a an ad for kids' toys. Ooh, that's terrible. You know how like the Joel Schumacher Batman movies yeah. would be all bright and flashy and stuff, and it's because the studio was like, we made a zillion dollars on the toys and shit. Make stuff where there's more toys and shit. Right, 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 of course, that's, yeah. It, it like actually wasn't really Joel Schumacher's fault. Uh, he was under that kind of pressure from the studio. Right, That's right. what RoboCop 3 looks like, because it's like, Ooh. here's RoboCop with a jetpack. Here's oh RoboCop with a, I don't know, he had like a, was it a motorcycle? He had yeah. like vehicles and shit, you know, stuff that it's like, oh, this is a toy commercial. This was, Ew. that was a really fucking dark movie. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. He's dead, Murphy. You have the right to an attorney. You're reading Miranda to a corpse. I'm having trouble. Yeah, but kids loved the toys and shit. Oh, my God. That's... That bothers me. The ultimate in law enforcement, RoboCop and the Ultra Police, the only cop with rapid-repeat cap firing. He's unstoppable. Battling the worst criminals, Headhunter and Nitro. (laughs) The Ultra Police, protected by RoboArmor, bring RoboCop even more firepower. In the fight for justice, nothing can stop RoboCop. RoboCop and the Ultra Police, each sold separately with RoboCaps. That's like making toys out of, like, um... Fucking Blade Runner, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Blade Runner toys. Oh, that would be that'd be grim. That would be grim. Yeah. <laughs> so Daryl Hannah's character in that movie, and it's like Oh God, her is a Barbie. Oh yeah, with like all kind of extra joints or something. Because oh, wasn't she like yeah. weirdly flexible or something? I don't, yeah. Oh. And then like a Rutger Hauer that's all beat up and shit. <laughs> oh, and like you could it comes with a playset of the rain, of the the rainy rooftop 
fight at the end. <laughs> he has sit and monologue action. It's like yeah. sits down and press the thing on the back. It's like water comes I've out. I've seen things you've never <laughs> seen. Yeah, it just rains on it. Oh my god. <laughs> oh lord. So um the <laughs> the fountain playset. It is <laughs> It's got the ancient Mayan guys, which actually would be kind of fun. But then, like, Hugh Jackman in white, like, in the uh, whatever thing where he's wearing, and there's just a big light yeah. on the playset. <laughs> and he just, it's Stands like, with, there. with staring action, with staring in awe action. Yeah, there and, you like, go. his head just, like, Turns leans back. back, and his mouth opens, <laughs> and you press the little thing, and it goes, bong, bing, bong. But they have to look like Barbies and Kens, you know, like they just, they can't, it can't be like they're good, you know, they have to just be plain old fucking Barbies and Kens and you just change their wigs. Now, see, I'm picturing they're really, really good, like super detailed and shit, Yeah, but it's marketed like a goofy kids commercials <laughs> hey kids get the fountain playset Ra- rachel finds out she has cancer Woo! You know? from mattel star trek stuff is listener supported so please chip in by becoming a porthos petter at patreon.com slash star trek stuff feeling non-committal leave us a one-time tip at paypal.me slash star trek stuff Oh, and the other thing he wrote, uh, our our Fred Decker, uh-huh. was Predator, the reboot. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, gross. Yeah, that's gross. Uh, but our director is none other than Lieutenant Torres from Voyager. Yes. yes. It's Roxanne Dawson, yep. who is now maggot trash, but she can direct TV. Yeah, she, she really is. She can direct TV, yep. This time you've crossed the line. Tripp's whole deal is he's coming in to make Ahab feel better. And he pulls out this gigantic computer chip out of his pocket, like way bigger than a thumb drive. And it makes Ahab very happy. You know what it looks like? Mm. It looks like the giant cartridges from that episode where Tripp's girlfriend... Yes. Uh, the, the red his redheaded girlfriend. Yep. Not his not his baby mama, but the redheaded girlfriend. Yes. She had those where she was pulling those out and making the holograms disappear. Yeah. Yep. It looks like one of those, but like missing a couple of the Pieces. things that made it clunky. Yeah. 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 So meanwhile, Porthos is in Ahab's bedroom all by himself, and he starts borking at the clam sauce that's <laughs> sliming through the air ducts above his room. <laughs> So at least we finally have a Porthos oh, shot. I know. Our and last Porthos scene was like three, four episodes ago. Yeah, and the poor little guy's like alone in the bedroom too. It's so sad. Why wouldn't Porthos be allowed to just like run around? I don't know. Like, why would he have to stay in Archer's? Well, I mean, he, he, it's not like he can run around the engineering room and be like, you know, he might get hurt. I mean, he is kind of a beagle puppy mm-hmm. and so he might chew on wires that would That's be my true. concern he could chew on a wire or something or just something that would hurt him in general you know yeah when i first got my dog he wasn't a puppy but he would chew on wires like that was a concern that we had but he stopped doing it pretty mm-hmm. quickly mm-hmm. yeah but yeah i could see that's the only thing i can think of i mean yeah. is there a lot of like grading in the 
floor like like he'd get mm-hmm. stuck i don't i don't know i think it's shitty that he can't run around uh, that's what i'm but, saying yeah. i think it's just yeah. mainly like they can't really have a dog running around most of the i don't know they i think they try to do better with that sometimes and sometimes not i think it probably depends a lot on the writer and then also probably which porthos dog they had that day <laughs> true <laughs> they usually for these things they usually have more than one animal they're yeah, you know, that have different dispositions and such. Yeah, yeah, totally. So then we come upon Milk Toast, Hoshi, and Reed eating the aforementioned ribeye dinner, um, talking about the easily offended Cretassens. And um, Reed's like, they didn't really lose their temper until they came to the mess hall. And I'm sitting there going, figure it the fuck out. <laughs> This is not difficult. You know, like, it was. It seemed pretty clear to me. Hmm. They didn't lose their temper until we were eating. And Hoshi said something about eating and mating were the same word. Huh. I wonder what it could be that they were so offended by. This is really not the Enterprise D crew. No. This is not Starfleet's best and brightest. No, it's really at the not. Moment. It's really. Maybe it's more like the earlier days of NASA, where it's just the craziest fuckers you can find. <laughs> Basically. Actually, yeah. why is it the the crew more like that? Why aren't they like I, insane? Well, they did go through the some kind of Starfleet training. It's not quite the academy yet, but they did go through Starfleet training. So they they I'm assuming they're they are going for people who are the best and brightest of their, you know, ilk. I guess. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm stretching, but you know. I, I feel like at this point when we really just have no idea what's out there, like there's no Cerritos California class, like where they're just no. needing to go do the maintenance of things within the Federation. It's yeah. like just go see what's out there, man. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you got to be just a little... What, what's the word? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, expendable? Yeah, you got to not mind how expendable you could be <laughs> yeah, at yeah. this point. This scene also made me think, like, they're eating, like, this ribeye dinner, right? I mean, they're not talking about it as though it's, like, resequenced protein. Like, they're all, like, really, like, ooh, this is really good. So I'm like... How big are the ship's stores for food? That's a good question. We never see uh, the kitchen or anything. I don't think we do later, like you know, okay. later seasons. But like, how big? I mean, the the ship's stores have to be really huge. You're talking about eighty so or so people eating three times a day at different times of day. There's got to be a lot of fucking food. You know what it is though. What. It's that, remember, there was that episode where they were stuck in the shuttle pod, and yeah. they just had these little packets, <gasps> That's right. and they put them in the turbo microwave, right. and it turned it into full course meals. Right, right. So this is probably like Sunday meal, like it's real food, and it's, you know, nice or whatever, because the plates that they were eating were looked fucking good. Like, they were huge, and like, yeah. Really did. So. I do like the performances in this scene. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty natural it's not like amazing but uh, they do have kind of terrible table manners manners are the social glue that keeps us together as a society they're uncomfortably close together and that's because of the shot you know you have to try to get them in the shot together you want to have the camera a certain distance so that's fine yeah get that yeah but yeah it's a table that can seat like three people you know in sort of like a y shape Mm -hmm. it's it's round but the way to seat comfortably is like that and they're not there's they're not if you're looking at a y the left 
thing of the of that goes up on the Y, whatever you call it. Oh, I wonder if there's a word for that. They're sitting as though there's four people sitting there instead of three. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's weird. Well, it's, it's the camera angle, you know. Um, but they're talking about how they're going to be watching The Wages of Fear, a classic French film, um, that evening. I have not seen this, but after reading the synopsis, I don't think I want to. It sounds super fucking depressing. Really? Because I read the synopsis, and I really want to see that movie now. I mean, go, go for it. It just seemed like... You know, the whole, like, capitalism, like, these people are totally downtrodden, and basically their lives are worth nothing. (laughs) And everybody dies. Well, shit. Why'd you tell me the ending? I was going to see that. Oh, I read the synopsis. Oh, I didn't read the whole thing. I just read, like, the little little thing that was, like... The blurb or whatever. Here's the thing: they have to. Yeah, I highly doubt that you know I ruined it for you because I mean, it's there. There is a lot of explosions and milk toast is like you'll be on the edge of your seat, you know. So I mean, it's still an exciting thing. I just it just looked sad. <laughs> French French movies are fucking depressing. Like oh, yeah, they are. That's right. They're fucking depressing. Every single one of them I have ever seen is like yes, and then we all die. <laughs> I kind of like that Travis picks up that Hoshi is upset. Yeah, yeah. Reed and that Reed doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, Mur? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like after they're she they're building in his like macho thing a little bit. Like he got to blow people up in the last episode. Yeah. This episode, they're like explosions and stuff, and he's like, he's like okay, I'm in. Yeah. And he's totally oblivious to. Uh, a woman's feelings and other <laughs> so I'm like That's true. yeah they're duding up Reed yeah totally so so Hoshi's like fuck it I'm done for the day and she's and she as she's walking home she can hear the large wad of wank paste Ew. crawling through the ship's walls and I I thought that was pretty awesome because they you know they show her like putting the putting her ear against the wall and then they show it like you know slithering through and everything. I kept thinking about the second Harry Potter movie. Yes. Uh, th- where that kept happening. Yeah, Harry yeah, yeah. just kept hearing the snake. Yeah. What was it? Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secretions? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> so then we meet two engineers that we've never seen before and we'll never see again after this episode is over. Uh, but they're talking about how they want to get on to the movie on time, and she's trying to be responsible, and he just wants to leave. And then she says the power went out on a on a deck, and I'm like, the power just went out <laughs> on a whole deck. That's a that's a big that's, that's a big a deal. That's a big fucking I mean... deal. <laughs> like something is massively wrong, and they're just both like, darn it. Oh. Golly. Yeah, and she so she makes him leave to go fix it, and he's like, just leave it for the night shift. Like, it's no big deal. Yeah, that an entire deck would be without power. Right. Like, everybody who lives there has got no lights or anything. Right. Oh, fuck it. Leave it till tomorrow morning. Right. So she hands him a single tool and a communicator because the comms are out, too. (laughs) This ship's falling apart, man. I'm like, maybe Florida Man isn't that good of a fucking engineer. Yeah, I'm starting to think so. You know? And uh, he keeps looking for duct tape solutions. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Every time he goes to fix something, he makes sure he grabs a roll. Yeah. Don't worry. 
I got <laughs> Fix it. Fix no time. Can't duck it, fuck it. <laughs> and then the rest of the engineers are like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to fix that in an hour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just go around behind him <laughs> all the time. Do you know who this is? The uh, the engineer that's... Rostov? Yeah. No, her. Oh, you know who her. that is? No. Did you see Hamilton? No. Okay, she was in Hamilton. Oh, okay, cool. She was Hamilton's sister-in-law. Okay. Which sounds like a bit part, but it's not. No, like she it's, has, it's not, yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. she's a real character, and she's mm. super good. I kept looking at her going, like, she's familiar, but I don't know from what. Right. And IMDb, and, like, your IMDb screams at you, fucking Hamilton! <laughs> because every time I open IMDb, there's, Hamilton is somewhere. So, like, yeah, yeah. it got so excited that I looked for someone who was in Hamilton. So I, I think it actually <laughs> grabbed me by the throat and started going like, not going to waste my shot, or whatever. It just... <laughs> oh, God. Uh, um, but yeah, she was, so yeah, she's awesome. She was in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. She's an exceptional singer and cool. performer. Awesome. And uh, she is wasted in this role. Yeah, totally. Uh, bec- totally. Because these are her only lines, even yeah. though she has a whole bunch more scenes. Yep. And yeah. They don't even show her a lot. Yeah, not at all. Did you get a vibe between these two? Yeah, yeah, that they were kind of, he was kind of wanting her to go with him and kind of maybe make trying to make it a date. The look she gives him, she, there's this one like smile or whatever, yeah. and it's 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 kind of melty when you see yeah. you're just like, <laughs> oh, she's great. She's gorgeous. Of course he has a thing yeah. for her. Yeah, yeah, she's beautiful. Back in the in the movie, uh, Milk Toast and Reed are about to watch the movie, and they are totally bickering like they're on their fifth date. Quarreling like an old married couple. The movie's fucked up and won't play, and at first this shows the sick bay, which I kind of love with Flocks, like sitting on one of the beds, like playing on his phone. It was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> It's good. <laughs> you you know what I noticed in this scene was uh, uh, the clothing. So many people were in civilian clothing. Right. I did too. If you're going on a mission like this, how much civilian clothing do you pack? Oh, do you need at all? Like, I mean, because they showed a crew quarters at one point when they when they had the um, uh, I can't remember who they sh- whose crew quarters it was, but it was really small. Yeah. Oh, it was Daniel's, and he shared it with somebody. I think a, a crew this small. And with no space whatsoever, you're pretty much just going to be in, in uniform, uniform all the time. or like in your underwear. Yeah, that just seems odd. I think casual clothing for a thing like this, it's like, okay, it's moving out. We're all just hanging out. Everybody just shows up in their underwear and it's yeah. fine. It's not even weird. <laughs> or just a like t shirt. Just un- an undershirt uh-huh. and then, you know, your underwear. And that's yeah. it. It's like. Yeah. We all, we all, we're all, all on top of each other all the time. Exactly. There's only eighty of us. It's a small ship. When it show, after it shows the sick bay, then it like fuzzes out again and shows the situation nook. Reed calls up uh, to the bridge for them to fix it, and I'm kind of like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the fucking Blu-ray drive that the ship uses. You know? Yeah, doesn't look great. No, it uh, doesn't. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm not drunk for this episode. Oh, that's okay. I do like Reed's style of complaining. It's yes, very British. It is. Because <laughs> it makes its point, but it's also snarky and biting. Yeah, yeah. Unless you want to put on a little song and dance for us. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I just, I, I like, I, it was one of those things where, uh, as written, it wouldn't work for anybody but him. 
True. And I like that kind of writing, and I think it's indicative a little bit because we get more out of our uh, supporting cast. Yes. In this episode, it's it, yes, we definitely do. Got way more ensemble energy than just the the trio. Absolutely. You know, that's in charge all the time. Yeah. I liked that about this. I actually like this episode. There are just aspects to it that make me crazy. Yeah. The overall ensembleness of this mm-hmm. episode is a real strength of it to me. Yeah. Yeah, and the story is is actually pretty great. There's plenty to it that I really like. It's it's just uh the spooge. Ew. <laughs> it was a lot uh better than I thought it was going to yes. be. After I looked up who wrote it. Yes. Yeah. Right. I was like, oh, God, I am in for some pain. But no, no, it was fine. Yeah. So we go back, we, you know, go to Meanwhile, and it's uh, Ahab and Florida Man, and it's fucking water polo. Oh, my fucking (laughs) God. And if you're a Star Trek fan out there and actually got really into water water polo after watching Star Trek Enterprise, I do sincerely apologize because I'm about to go off on this shit. I looked up the history. <laughs> Fuck this Victorian-ass, stupid motherfucking game invented by rich white boys named Wilfred and Leslie and played by Garrett and Chad today. I mean, can you <laughs> think of anything more fucking upper white class than playing polo, which is actually more like rugby, in a fucking pool? <laughs> God. Okay, I'm done. Uh, I cannot. The odd thing about this sport is that you can't see what the athletes are doing with most of their body. Exactly. Yeah. And I thought, well, where else? What else is like that? And all I could think of was like NASCAR. Like they're (laughs) in a car, so you can't see what they're doing. Yeah, it's not really, yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely athletic, so it's not like it's not a sport. Right. It's weird to me as like a soccer and football fan to not be able to To watch what what they're doing. Yeah, Yeah. exactly, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and Ahab and Florida Man are sitting there watching with this huge bowl of pretzels. I mean, like an entire bag of pretzels and beer. And I'm thinking as actors, they should not be eating that many carbs. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. They probably spit it out between takes. Oh, I'm sure. Plus, it, it's probably not really beer anyway. You know, it's probably like ginger ale or something. I don't know. Um, I tell you what, though, the Enterprise uniforms are probably the most forgiving. Well, uh, to Paul, not, you know, mm-hmm. it, besides hers, of course, because it's just like a spray painted on <laughs> cat suit. No but, shit. Um, <laughs> but the actual Enterprise ones, yeah. The ones in Next Gen were, were very form fitting. On Disco, that shit is sealed on. Like Jason Isaacs was talking about how uncomfortable the costumes were because it's just like yeah yeah it's really uncomfortable yeah they didn't look that bad that's crazy no they look amazing they're incredible costumes they look unbelievable i didn't realize how tight they were that's interesting yeah apparently it's awful to get in (laughs) i know exactly how to get you in and out safely but I feel like uh, the Enterprise ones are just a little bit looser, yeah. a little bit baggier. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Will Wheaton said that he actually had to um, wear like a muscle suit. Like he had to actually wear like a layer of like fake muscles underneath the gray <laughs> jacket that he had because he was a thin dude. We switch over to Rostov and he's going into this deck. It turns out that it's really just a fucking room, which is not what I understood a deck of a ship to be. Yeah, it was like a cargo bay. It's a cargo bay. 
It's not a fucking deck. I think it just might be a mistake in the script. I they think wrote so deck too. where yeah. they meant to say Cargo Bay. Cargo Bay. There was a TNG episode I was watching the other day where Worf says something in a nearby quadrant or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he says the the way he said quadrant, like clearly they meant to say sector. Yeah, it's that kind. Of, yeah. So I think it's that kind of mistake. This isn't the first time we've seen this kind of blah, 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 you know, yeah. little fuck up here. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the the technical things in Star Trek, wasn't noticeable until I do something like this where I'm actually taking notes on whatever things that's going on, you know. And I was like, what? Wait a minute. And his flashlight has like three light up buttons on it. It's a very fancy flashlight. The whole room is dark and the tense music comes up real hard. And we see the result of some kind of enormous gangbang on the walls and some broken equipment. And God, it's just a massive puddle and river of knob slurry leading to a gross worm looking thing that slithers away. (laughs) Oh, God. Knob slurry. Oh, oh, I got them all. So it does that quick, like he looks down or something, and mm-hmm. is that he? He's calling. He's calling uh, the chick from Hamilton, right? Like he's, yes, uh, yeah. So yeah. they're on the phone thing, and then you get that that cut off when he like goes to talk to her and doesn't get a word out or whatever. Um, he had just come upon what looks like the art department's first try. It's kind of com- pathetic looking. It's, it's like yucky little web. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, he's he's attacked by the nizzle drizzle and sweet lady in engineering gets all concerned. And then we're back to the fucking water polo. Splish splash. I was taking a bath. Did you notice Tripp's shirt yes. in this scene? Yes. What is that? They're both dressed like Sunday dad. I kind of dig Archer's shirt, honestly. Like there's this type of collar that a style of Chinese shirts has. Right. And and I'm like, oh, I don't think I could pull that off, but it's kind of cool. Like, it's it's fine by me, his shirt. Trip shirt, though, blows my mind. It's like <laughs> burgundy. Wait, where's my where's my description? Right. I totally wrote down because I was like, I have to I have to make note of Tripp I think you're shirt. talking about a Nehru collar. Okay, sure. Trip's shirt is like this burgundy shirt with sleeves that are half blue and half pink. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> this shirt. <laughs> like I just kept looking at it going, what? what? I think I paused it. Yeah. I paused it at some point. I was like, is... What is happening what with is- this shirt? <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really weird looking. When you see it and you go, what? It'll, it'll make your brain kind of stop for a second. I, I can't figure that shirt out. Trip is like exclaiming about the super nice goal and Bacula is doing this weird twisty dance move that's supposed to look excited, but it just looks totally crazy town. <laughs> and it's it, it does not look very sincere, to be totally honest. It's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it just does, does not look right. Um, That's as excited as you should be able to get for about water polo. Water polo. Yeah, exactly. That's you're right about that. Yeah. Um, you know how we were saying that the scene between Hoshi and T'Pol scanned like it was written by dudes. Like, yes. How, yes. Th- okay. So this scene scans like how nerds think bro dudes talk to each other. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
there's yes. there's already more dialogue than the, than there usually is when people watch sports. The whole point of it is that Florida man's trying to cheer up the captain and be a good friend. But they could have done it without the fucking water polo. Splish, splash. They should have just played pool. That yeah, would have been better. That would have been great. I don't know what, because it's like if something, ab- okay, well, something about water polo does come back up later. So I guess they're setting it up guess, for that. Yeah. Is that, maybe that's why. Again, water polo. <laughs> of all the sports that exist, water polo. Should have been soccer. It could have been lacrosse. No, that's even worse. Or is it just as white boy? But it, originally it was an American Indian thing. Yeah, well, that's that's what makes it worse is because... Oh. It's a level of appropriation. It. Yeah, it's what was an American Indian game is now a, a game played solely by date rapists. Ugh. Like a white boy date rapists named Chad that's and awful. Connor. Great. Well, that's depressing. No offense to Connor Trenier, who's, you know, no, right. You know, Dep- whatever Dep- in Dep- this Dep- scene, but in general, we like him. We like you. Yeah, we like Con- we like him. Yeah. You can be named Connor and not be a dick. Just a lot of <laughs> Dicks are named Connor. Um, <laughs> so, back in the cargo bay, not a deck, the danger music gets turned up because the lovely engineer Kelly has come to search for her friend, which is al- alone, which is dumb. I remember that night, I just might regret that night for the rest of my days. Back to the fucking water polo again. Trip does the youth pastor butts instead of asses again. Right. You're two yeah. dude, you're adults. Talking yeah. to each other. Alone. <laughs> no one says butts, and it's not no like, you, you can do this on the network at yeah. the time. You could say, you're allowed one ass or something. And then Ahab is like, can we have a pool on the ship, like a water pool? And and they're like, no, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> like, you could hear the writers, like, write it and then go, nah. And then just left it there. If having a pool table seems dangerous on a ship is dangerous, can you imagine having like a, a full size swimming pool in space? <laughs> that, that would is be awesome. Fucking terrible. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious, <gasps> oh, though. Oh god. Yeah. In so, the uh, specs originally, mm-hmm. whatever of the Enterprise D, there were supposed to be giant tanks of water cetacean for the dolphin crew members. The cetacean. Um, branch i don't know what what that would be but yeah god speed the whales are running god speed the whales are running god speed the whales are running early in the morning sweet engineer kelly calls the captain and reports a life form in the cargo bay and she's talking to and as she's talking the moving oyster droppings ew 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 gets her and the music swells you know danger danger and our heroic captain and florida man go to the rescue honest to god for a second thought that they were running down there by themselves i was like oh shit they got drunk and they're gonna go get in a fight i I almost screamed until i saw reed and the other security (laughs) dude because i was like what the fuck are you oh okay we're gonna go jacksonville and these some bitches i almost i thought the same thing because because when reed and the other dude came down the hall came down a different hall i was like okay thank god that they're not that idiotic (laughs) i thought for a second what the fuck then i thought oh god please do that and then oh oh no okay someone with some sense showed up 
because I would have loved a scene just where the two of them, shit hammered yeah. Archer and Trip actually fight the tentacles <laughs> off. Like that would have been amazing. They're backing up and shooting, going like, "Oh shit!" Oh. <laughs> that would have been great. Oh, also Reed goes first uh, into the the dangerous area, so maybe they are actually learning things about being in the military. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they do some flashlighting and pointing and find our dear crewman. Uh, that we very rarely see, uh, scattered, smothered, and covered in the largest amount of trouser gravy that I have ever seen. Ew! <laughs> Until later in this episode. <laughs> and the background noises are so disgusting. Yeah, it's super gross. It's awesome. And the, the guy who, he looks like, oh, what's the guy's name that was in uh, American Pie? Jason something? He looks like oh, Schwartzman, I think. No, nah, that's a different guy. Anyway, whatever. He looks oh, like the kid from it. American Pie who is totally an adult and in things. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Anyway, he looks like his stunt double. Like, you, right. you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, <laughs> he, he does. Kind of resembles that guy. It's yeah, yeah. It's a, I think I a little weird. About, yeah, yeah. Yep. But he's captured in the thing, and he does the the thing where he's like, "Leave, go, go uh, leave." I'm, Covered yeah. in in man gravy, Willie milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, they're like, shit. Okay, so they start yeah. to back. They start off. backing up. Yeah, and they're like, you know, getting trying to get away from the dong water, Ew. and it grabs the captain and drags him away. And here's my. This is the problem because this creature at various times has tons of different looks. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the way it looks in CGI looks so different than it does in the physical effects. So it's kind. Of, it, that's what's that's the problem with the episode. Other than that issue, if if they could have done something to make that a little less obvious or and and annoying, then it would you know wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, absolutely. The consistency is definitely a problem. Um, the moment when it's most like scary is yeah. when you just see it for a second and it grabs Archer and then he's just being pulled. Yeah. Like that's yeah. awesome. Like that's old school camera, like totally. easy trick. You just slide somebody like that. And they're like, Backwards. he's like, ah, it's got me. And Trip's trying yeah. to grab him. Yeah. yeah. That's all like awesome. And then mm-hmm. it grabs Trip. Yes. And the way that it grabs Trip is it like, whips around his, his like his shoulders his and chest or whatever and stuff. yeah and he's yeah. like oh it's got me and it, the cg is so rough yeah and it would have looked so much better as a practical effect yeah you know every single horror thing ever has like fleshy bleh, monster yeah. intestines yep. whatever whipping around something and grabbing yeah. somebody with it. every single one of this is absolutely doable um, it's true. It, it's so much easier. And they do it later. Just do it one way or the other. Uh, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because it takes you right out of it. As soon as you see mm-hmm. the CG things around him, you're like, oh, 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 Babylon 5 looking. Ooh, yeah. ooh, yeah. that's bad. But yeah, but for about two minutes of this scene, all of the all of the closed captioning says is, in, in, in parentheses, grunting and squishing (laughs) it's kind of awesome (laughs) then it grabs another random dude who looks a little bit too old to be a fresh-faced crewman uh he gets yoinked too uh reed barely escapes and has to cut off one of the wormy disgusting dongs at the door i want to point out that (sighs) when it initially tried to get i think trip 
they shot it like the tendrils with the face pistols. Yes. And it backed off. Yeah. Okay. It did. Just put a pin in that. Just hang on to that because mm-hmm. a thing happens later that'll just make you go, mm-hmm. what the fuck are you talking about? All right. So, yeah. yeah. So that happens. So he gets out of there because, you know, I think he shoots a couple shots, whatever, and then he, he bolts. Yeah, he just backs up quick enough, basically. Back at the situation nook, Reed is like super pissed and what happened? The captain, something got the captain. And Milktoast and Hoshi realize that the last time the airlock was open was with the Kratassans. Um, And T'Pol is like, yeah, we offended them, but we didn't lead them, you know, give them a reason to leave us with a giant mound of spew. She's not sure that they're hostile, basically. Yeah, they didn't leave us a ball barf bomb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Most of these is because I want to say them. <laughs> Predictably, Reed blows up and is like, you didn't see that thing kick the captain, you know. And Milktoast actually has a positive input instead of mindless reaction. He suggests they go find a Kratassian ship because they might know something about it. Um, and T'Pol's like, yeah, do that. And Hoshi, get on that language, you know. Um, and then she calls down to sick bay, Phlox Bay, excuse me, and he's basically examining the semen, I mean specimen. The specimen. Yeah, specimen. Um, and it's alive being, uh, despite being separated from the rest of it, it's lying in a pool of its own cream. It's in a puddle of its own Pearl Jam. There you go. Yep. Rrr. <sighs> Nobody's caught on, and that's what we meant by that name. <laughs> anyway, it's intelligent. How are you going to have a name like that a- and then have serious-ass songs? Like, and a kid did a school shooting today. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, no thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, It really bothers me, because I never really thought about it that way. Yeah. I, I, I forget. I keep know. forgetting that that's the thing with that band. Like, that's what they named the band. Like, that's what it means. Oh, I keep forgetting. God. I'd never thought about that. They're just such a part of, like, you know, rock music since the 90s that it's like, you know, yep. you, you forget. Uh, it, it just is a normal phrase. I loved that band in, like, 1993. Yeah, they were amazing. 10 is an amazing record. It's yeah, still an amazing record. So, anyway, this, this thing, this dong snake or whatever is you know it's intelligent which is much more than i can say for many of the creatures that i've met shaped like that um <laughs> hoshi thinks she can communicate with it uh and reed is all full of adrenaline and poo-poos her idea which i'm like god i hate that I, sometimes he really pisses me off because he's like whatever lady just shut up reed yeah to paul turns her down you know with her idea of trying to communicate with it and reed goes to see if he can be neutralized Flox lets him know that it's photosensitive and asks reed to come up with em emitters isn't that just a flashlight i get it, it must have extra uh lights Light? that <laughs> i don't know i mean if anybody out there knows more about what an EM emitter would be, write to us. We are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com because we're like, isn't that just a flashlight? Yeah, it's it's so, like, yeah, I'll get those out. It's, it's like a flashlight. See, okay, here's what it is. An EM emitter is a flashlight that has like a vertical 
uh, stick thing where you hold it, apparently, because that's what he gets eventually. Oh, it's just, yeah, it yeah. just has to have... Well, and, it, and it does like a strobe light, you know? Yeah. I guess. Oh, whatever. So when we go back to the car- cargo bay, the first thing that comes up on closed caption is all, like as in all of the people in the room, mm-hmm. soft groaning. Oy <laughs> <laughs> vey, right? I mean, what? Oh. So, but... <laughs> I love that you just did one too. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> so everyone is suspended in midair and covered head to toe in this nasty looking nut butter. <laughs> they're, they're all talking and trying to see who's unconscious and who's not. Rostov is still awake. Florida Man's still awake. Ahab is still awake. But Lieutenant Kelly is done. She has no more lines. We didn't want to pay her anymore. Also, there's another guy. What happened to that guy? We don't even see him. Oh, right, right. The other security guard. Yeah, after he gets got, we never see him again either. Yeah, he does. I mean, it's it's bad yeah. enough to have Kelly there, but they're just like, I don't know, go to sleep. Why would you have lines? Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> we yeah. already have a black Fuck woman it. that talks on the show. What, we're going to have two? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and Rostov wants to see the, mo- the movie, and I'm like, I, I guess you can... Do, I mean, anything to keep your mind off of being wrapped up in a burrito made of bonk juice. Ew. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So gross. When you're suspended in the snake spray, you will do anything to put your mind somewhere else. Ew. Exactly, yeah. So uh, Ahab promises to reschedule the movie. And Reed and a bunch of randos come into the cargo bay with EM emitters and other strobe lights. And they do the thing. And it starts hurting all the cum captives. <laughs> Their vitals like go crazy and they start being in pain and everything. And Floss is like, turn off the strobes, turn off the strobes. Okay, it's not the band name, but that's their band name. The Come Captives? 100%. (laughs) After this, they start a band called Come Captives. (laughs) So Flox tells them that the Coxnot and the crew have joined their nervous system, and that is what is hurting the monkey juice. Whatever's hurting the monkey juice is what's hurting them. So, yeah. It's like E.T., but instead of like this like mystical spiritual connection, it's just jizz. Like tons of jizz. Got me when it's over! Reed and his team withdraw, and now it's Hoshi's turn to be a hero. Oh, oh, we um, forgot to I, I forgot to oh. point out, because I know we stopped and wanted to point it out or whatever earlier. When yeah. they're coming up with a plan, and Hoshi's like, maybe I can talk to it. And Reed's like, I want to shoot it, or whatever. And T'Pol's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, go shoot it. She asks him, and you said your phase pistols had no effect. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, what? what? It, it did have an it effect. It did. It worked. It yeah. backed off when he it shot totally it. totally backed off. Yeah. It, so, yeah. Anyway, plot. Just a straight up plot hole. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what else to say about that. Just a straight up plot hole. They they fucked that up. Absolutely. Flox is basically explaining to everybody that now they're joining nervous systems and, you know, whatever. And then we have this rather easily overlooked scene, and I have overlooked it everything, I think every time I've seen this episode, where Reed and T'Pol are in the, like, a hallway, they're walk, doing a walk and talk, and they're talking about a, a force field. Starfleet is has been working on a, on a force field, it's not perfect yet, and Reed is going to attempt to jury rig his own in the cargo bay, and he's got it. Uh, he says he's got it working enough to resist a phaser hit 60% of the time. And T'Pol does not look impressed. Like, she's like, great. Look, 60% of the time, it works every <laughs> right, time. Exactly. 
definitely one of those moments like she like almost rolls her eyes it's sad how amazing would that have been if you just put the anchorman dialogue there like he goes 60 percent of the time it works every every time time. and then she goes that doesn't make sense (laughs) (laughs) oh that'd be so good back on the bridge milk toast told tells to paul that he's found the crotassins and he's hailing them but they're out of com range so far and i'm thinking then why are you sending the hails yeah that's weird that doesn't make any sense. It's just, I mean, I guess he's bored. Because, I mean, once you find the coordinates or whatever and you're just going towards yeah. them, you're just sitting there like, well. Gotta wait till I get there before I can send a message. <laughs> Might as, doesn't, doesn't cost anything to send a message. Bleep, bleep. I guess, yeah. Yeah, we're still out of range then. Yeah. This just seems weird that he said that. The only thing I can think of is that maybe they don't know the Kratassin's communications range. That I can see that maybe. That's the only thing I can think of. So Hoshi's in the hit situation nook again. She's working on the language of the clam sauce. Um, it seems like she's not. it's not going well. We all know she's going to get it, though. And her and T'Pol have another like tense conversation of like female supervisor and female underling, you know, that I guess that's what guys think happens when two girls are talking and they're not talking about men <laughs> it's like yeah it passes Bechdel kinda yeah technically it technically does technically it does but yeah so um, basically Hoshi finally has to admit that she needs help and it's killing her to ask it ask for it from T'Pol is mathematics a language yeah absolutely okay yeah yeah I just hate math so I don't want to give it any more credit than- oh I hate math hate it you remember there's an episode of um next gen where uh picard's trapped with the the little bolian girl and the super angry dude and the dude with the weird hair uh, headgear thing and he's tapping out the first seven prime numbers oh yeah right that that kind of thing it's basically let somebody know that you're not a dumbass okay you know that you're not an animal you're you actually have some intelligence yeah um but you know more than that, I can't help you. I don't. I don't. I don't even balance my checkbook. I just kind of. I buy something, wait three days before it shows up on my, on my bank statement, and then or you know my bank website, and then I'm like, okay, that's how much I have. You know. Do like, people still balance checkbooks? Fuck no. Okay, I'm just I gonna make sure. Have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that that's a thing that people do anymore. No. I I remember like my mom doing that. And I still do use checks for some things. Yeah, very uh, For some bills and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's like just a few here or there. Yeah. But uh, if anyone actually balances a checkbook. Let us know. Yeah, I'd be curious I'd, to see if people still do that. Yeah, because I certainly didn't do it in college. I was terrible at that. Hang on a second. Cammy. Yeah, cat's making a lot of noise. You done? Did you get it? While the cat shits or whatever, join the Star Trek Stuff podcast Facebook group and share the show with a Trekkie you know. Patreon.com slash Star Trek Stuff. So back in the orgy bay, they're starting to hear each other's thoughts or something. Yeah. Trip starts talking about a a water polo technicality kind of thing. Like his his arm keeps dropping. He's like, wait, why do I know that? Yeah. And so it's like it turns out that the, uh, hold on. Custard connection. God damn it. All right. <laughs> Fine. You do it. <laughs> well, they're Fuck hanging me. in the gentleman's relish. You demon. And they realize that they're able to re- read each other's minds because of the custard connection. <laughs> 
And of course, it's all about fucking water polo again. And oh God, it's all over their faces. It's pearl necklace indeed. I mean, it's just <laughs> gross. It is so gross. Archer is able to pull a galaxy quest and rally the troops with <laughs> never give up, never surrender. It's true. Because he ah. always believed he could win. Yep, yep. Always. Because of course he did. Yep. I mean, his dad's rich and famous. My father! Of course he always believed he would win. Exactly. Oh my God! Back in Flox Bay, Reed and Flox are talking about the white worm and the tray of layonnaise. Ew! Um, and it's dormant. <laughs> and and Reed wants to like experiment on it to test his flo- his force field or whatever and Flox is like fuck you and he's not going to let Reed torture it it's awesome i love that scene think about when this came out too yeah. take that 24 yeah fuck you totally. torture doesn't work torture doesn't work like period it does not work well i mean he's not it's not like Reed's torturing it for information or anything it's a dong you know it's not going to talk to it or anything but but still, Flox is like, no, you're not going to torture it. Flox is on like Picard level shit. Whereas the rest of them are just like, uh, zap it till it almost dies. Yeah, that's it'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Torture has never been a reliable means of extracting information. It is ultimately self-defeating as a means of control. One wonders that it's still practiced. Basically, Hoshi gets all fucking head up and like pissed off, and Tapala's like, "I hold you to a high standard because you're awesome," and that's all she needed to hear, you know, because this whole time she's been thinking that Tapala thinks she's bad at her job, so it's it's good. I've never believed anyone who has ever said that to me. Really? Yeah. Uh, does 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 anyone buy that when they hear that? I mean, that just means like, oh, I got caught. Uh, uh, now I need to make up a, an excuse for being a dick. De- that's that's what that means. It to depends me. I, on the person. With T'Pol, if T'Pol was saying that to me, I would probably understand. I would be like, okay, cool. But if any time a guy, a male boss, has ever said that to me, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, because that's a bunch of horse shit. But if somebody like T'Pol, who's like, I'm not, you know, that's just the way I am, because she's doesn't have emotions because she's a Vulcan, then I get it. Yeah, I, I would I would trust it from T'Pol, 100%. Uh, yeah. No no human being, though. I'd just be like, oh, no. oh, it's like that, huh? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's a bunch of horse shit. It's, it's a bunch of gaslighting-ass horse shit from that when, when people do that. I hate this goddamn job and I don't need it. I kind of love this next scene with Milk Toast. Oh, me too. I wrote the exact same thing. I love it. <laughs> I love it. He's he's all alone on the bridge. There's like nobody else there. There's like one dude back in the situation nook doing something. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it so much. He's he has to answer the hail of the Cretacean ship. Um, and by the way, the guy playing the captain of the Cretacians is once again Vaughn Anderson, the guy that plays Admiral Forrest. Yep, he was Admiral Forrest, and he was a Klingon when they found that mm-hmm. uh, decay, the, the Klingon ship in the decaying orbit or whatever. Yep. He must he must be under some kind of contract or something. Or they just like him. I mean, my understanding like with uh, yeah. a lot of the Star Trek stuff is like, oh, we liked so-and-so, and they didn't mind uh, mm-hmm. sitting in the makeup chair, and eh, have him <laughs> back. They, they 
Right. I mean, same thing happened with Jeffrey Combs. Right. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, and he's great, so it's fine. Um, and they've learned English, which is fantastic, because Milk Toast cannot handle that shit. <laughs> and he tells him about the, you know, he tells him about the penis colada Ew. that's currently taken over the entire cargo bay. And they know about it, and they know where it comes from. And he's like, please tell us where to take it back, you know. And they just want apology, an apology. And as a person who can put two and two together, I'm finally like, can we figure this out, please? They were super offended by the humans eating. Yeah, that they were eating in public. Yeah. And I love that about this, too, because, of course, aliens are going to have taboos that seem weird to us and we to them. Basic anthropology. Yeah, and pretty much through, like, the 90s Trek era, it was just like, yeah, they're basically different countries on Earth. It's Everyone's not really that different. Cultures would be weirder between aliens. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Cultural exchanges would be much more difficult between alien species than, than Star Trek makes it out, usually. Totally. Well, do you remember? Do you remember the Voyager episode where um, Janeway and Neelix are like going on that away mission or whatever, and they're talking, and she had put her hands on her hips, and that was evidently like a really bad um, insult, right? And they had all these weird body moves whenever they talked. Yeah, it was like next level sign language. Totally. You had to do these broad sign language movements. As you said things in order to... Get the meaning across. Yeah, which was cool. I mean, that's really creative. It was. It was. I loved that. I thought that was a really cool way to think of it. Remember the Tin Man episode? Yes. Of TNG? He was talking about a species that moved super slowly, even in thought. Yeah. I think he had a line like, their minds are glacial. They have a a three-day ritual for saying hello. Yeah, yeah. You would encounter more of that. Absolutely, yeah. Kind of thing than just like, I am so-and-so from the so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. Right, it, right. I don't know. It, but I mean, you know, you got to write a show. You got to put you people gotta, in, yeah. in, in outfits and shit and, and have a show with lines. <laughs> I, I get it, but. It's true. Milk Toast doesn't really get it, but he's happy and he's gracious enough to sincerely apologize. I love his delivery of it because yeah. it could have been fu- like he could have laughed. He could have mm-hmm. um, been like Archer. Yeah. But him just being a, a nice and sweet person mm-hmm. and he genuinely just goes, we really didn't know. We're sorry. We really didn't know. Totally a misunderstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? You don't but, eat in public. OK. You know, it's okay. like. We get so it. Travis should be the ambassador on the show. That's <laughs> no shit. But yeah. He's so he's so much more likable. He is. And mm. he's more diplomatic and yep. he spent his whole life in space. Why isn't he yep. like the ambassador of the Indeed. the cultural guy? <sighs> so, and then we're back to the cargo bay and the pube solvent has covered them completely and they're totally being like mummified by it. Ooh. And I'm just thinking like bring in some old socks. <laughs> Mop that shit up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get a hose. Lots of cold water. Cold no, water. No, no, you need soap. Water does, just plain water does not do any good. It'll get it down the drain. I, yeah, but it doesn't get off your skin. Yeah, yeah, well, but, you know, <laughs> you, you just need more of it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> and still, Kelly is asleep. Like, she's just yeah. out. Yep. No reason, no reason whatsoever. They don't even put the camera on her. No, not at all. Then Florida Man actually says what I think is the funniest line based on how this alien looks. And he's like, do you think this is Zeph- what Zephram Cochran meant by 
going to new worlds and meeting new civilizations. And I'm like, LOL, LOL. Well, yes, according to First Contact, because he thought it would make him rich and famous and he'd get girls. Exactly. (laughs) That's what he says in First Contact. That's true. So, yeah, he kind of was picturing like a space yacht Uh where scenes like this happened. Yep. True. (laughs) It's true. I'm on a boat, motherfucker, take a look at me. Straight floating on a boat on the deep sea. Meanwhile, again, Hoshi and T'Pol are getting close to interpreting the language. Fox tells them to hurry up. And then back to Reed. He's perfecting his makeshift force field. He's urged to hurry up by T'Pol. So, in other words, like... Fox tells T'Pol to hurry up and T'Pol tells Reed to hurry up. And every time they come back to the cargo bay, more teenage boys in there have been making a mess of things. It's all socks (laughs) and tissues from all over the world, from all time, came together and it was a nightmare. That Spooge built an empire. Anyway. The whole sequence or whatever, starting with Travis's scene, is great Mm. because it's now an ensemble Yes. And they are all working the same problem from different angles. Yes, exactly. That's that's I think my favorite part about this episode is 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 that. This yeah. is around the time that like CSI is a huge show right. and there were 500 law and order spin-offs. <laughs> yeah. So audiences are there for uh these procedural kind of things where people figure shit out mm-hmm. working as mm-hmm. a team. And yeah. I think that that kind of shows here. Like, it's yeah. it, it, it works pretty well, and you just got to hope, like, can they do more of this where, like, the yeah. crew all works together instead of just, like, <laughs> right. instead of maybe, like, Travis and Hoshi maybe have a line? Eh. Yeah. And yeah. it's just the... the and it's just the, the trio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on. This yeah. is better. Showing everybody Absolutely. getting to be able to do different things and totally we see more of the the, the crew in general mm-hmm. uh with the movie night thing where people are hanging out mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. the ship feels a little more alive definitely it feels like the ship is a little more lived in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all this is good and yeah. i'm hoping that we get more of it don't give me hope Reed comes into the cargo bay with another security dude and they set up their force field. It does work and it keeps the little, you know, the wad monster at bay. Hoshi and T'Pol come in and they do their UT for talking to the spunk from hell. All it sounds like is super annoying, loud noises. It sounds Um, like dolphins screaming. Yeah, like mechanical, though. Yeah, it starts like a modem, and then it turns Mm -hmm. into like dolphin torture sounds. More screechy. Yeah, so then the cream creature starts talking back, and they get a dialogue going, and T'Pol is like, tell it, we're taking it back! (laughs) You know? (laughs) Phlox confirms that the... You know, the come captives are stabilizing and, and everything. And then they're, they become, they get freed. Um, and it's super disgusting. And the noise, the noises alone in this scene are so gross. Cause the, yeah, the spunk creature just releases the crew and like kind of drops them on the ground. And they're still just covered head to toe in schlong jelly. It's not con- <laughs> congealed, but it's still gross. I hope they got paid extra for this because goddamn. Seriously. It's so gross. They look like the carpet after like 10 gangbangs were filmed in the same location. Yeah, when the creature is like screaming back at it, yes, it's that horrible, horrible high pitch. Yeah, sort of in my head, I started thinking like, wouldn't it have been cool if they took 
the whale sounds from Star Trek Four and just sped oh, it up. That would be awesome. And yeah. I'm looking through Memory Alpha to see if anything that awesome happened. I mean, I, I don't know why they'd bother, really. Uh, there wasn't but, a whole lot of notes on Memory Alpha. Yeah, not a whole lot here. I really I mean, thought there would be something like, the crew despised this episode because it was so gross, you know? Yeah, that couldn't have been fun. I, I can't because they are covered in nasty goo. Yeah. All joking aside, that is disgusting. So apparently the guy that played Rostov was mm-hmm. on Voyager. What? Yeah, he was on Voyager. Uh, guest starred as Kellis in the Star Trek Voyager episode Muse, where he huh. shared significant screen time with director of this episode, Roxanne Dawson. Oh, okay. Okay. So I don't know. Oh, wait, that was the one where, yes, okay, I think I remember this one. I'm going to press the button thing and see if I remember this one. Holy shit, I bet I did. Yes, I did. Okay, it's the one where Balana lands on a planet that and, and this guy talks to her and hears the stories <gasps> oh, of Voyager. And, and he's like, like Greece. oh, I'm like Shakespeare. Oh, I'm yeah, right. Amazing like, place. Oh, actually, no, you're right. It's more like ancient Greece. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's like, oh, yeah, I'm a great uh, ancient playwright. Check me you're out. My muse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's yeah. that guy. That's him. Okay. That's Rostov. Makes sense. All right. He did look awfully familiar. I know your face. And I love the moment when Hoshi and Tope to Paul exchange kind of a yeah we're badass kind of look ha ha we figured it out they arrive at the planet which is very pretty and very blue and everything and the aliens on the planet as with the CGI on the ship looks pretty cool yeah in the CGI and the team has brought the spooge monster down and is going to p- put it back in exactly the specific place that it wanted to be they're in spacesuits, which I feel like something could have been mentioned like hey, this thing appears to only want to breathe helium or something. Well, does something without lungs care what the atmosphere is? I guess not, but but I mean, I felt like it was odd that they didn't say something about the fact that they had to go to a, you know, that this thing lived on a planet that they couldn't breathe, and yet it was perfectly fine in their atmosphere, you know? If nothing else, pressure... Right. Atmospheric pressure, I think, is going to be. Sure. Okay, atmospheric pressure, I wonder if it would be lower for a creature like that. I would think so. Like, would it do better in in lower atmospheric pressure? I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, they certainly weren't bouncing around, so, you know, obviously not. Yeah, Too much budget. That would be too much on the budget. T'Pol explains that it's all one organism, which is a pretty cool reveal, but kind of makes sense with the whole integration and mind reading stuff. Um, and they open the cargo containers, and the stuff is a lot more pretty than, you know, daddy sauce. Ew. Crawls out and craw- goes to the place it wants to be. Um, and Phlox theorizes that it was had to, needed a physical connection with someone, which is disgusting. But anyway. <laughs> um, uh, they let the, and, and Phlox puts the, the piece that got cut off, uh, lets that go back to Mama. And they fly away and they show that basically this this there's an entire continent of this stuff all over the place. Which is a really cool thought, like a really cool mm-hmm. idea. It's sort of like uh, the founders. Yes, that's exactly what I thought of, yeah. Just instead of like one big like liquid link, you know, the great link and everything, it's uh, just an entire continent full of... <laughs> high fructose porn syrup 
That's my favorite. <laughs> I, I had to. I busted that out like first thing because I, I was know. like, "That's brilliant." It's so good. That's so good. That's my absolute favorite of all of this. <laughs> Just an entire layer of mayonnaise. There Just you across go. a yeah. whole continent. <laughs> it's beautiful, isn't it? Jesus Christ. But when they're in space or on this planet, it looks a lot more like a like a, a torn up uh sail. You yes. know, kind of floating in the wind. It doesn't Yeah, it's it's much more webby and and fabricy, you know, than than juicy. How does how does it hold so much liquid? That's what once, I want to know. Once it's in atmosphere, like it, it can hang out in space. Mm-hmm. It was hanging out in space. It was just like chilling on that weird little ship with the people who won't eat in front of each other. And, and it just kind of like, whoa, like floats in. And then all of a sudden it's just this thick, wet thing in atmosphere. That's fucking weird. I feel like the CGI people and the um, special, the practical special effects people were working off of the same... Uh, brief, but not looking at each other's work. That makes sense. You know what I mean? I uh, Yeah, I'm with you there. Especially when you first see the first one totally looked like a first draft. Because it was um, it was Rostov, he was like come, he came around a corner and like shined his light and there was like this web. It looked like halfway between the two somehow. And then next you saw the just the spooge monster. So, yeah, I feel like they were just not on the same page. That makes sense. <laughs> Did you come up with a band name? <laughs> you know what? I didn't. I just, with this one, I just, no, no. There's yeah. two, it's too. <sighs> I, I couldn't, I couldn't come up with anything. Pearl Jam is taken. That's exactly what I said. Exactly what I said. I said I couldn't possibly come up with anything worse than Pearl Jam. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, there's no, I just thought, no, nah, I'm just, I'm just uh-uh. not, I'm just not nope. with this one. Nope. I'm not, I'm not like offended or anything like that. I'm no, just like, no, it's, it's just, just like, too easy. There's, it's there's, just, it's too easy. It's, and it's disgusting. By the end of this episode, <laughs> I was just like, oh. Yeah, well, that's enough of that. Thank you. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Do you feel like it tracked? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Because there were so many Trek episodes, especially in TOS and I think late TOS, um, which were not among the best episodes, uh, where it was a Monster of the Week. Yes. Uh, but a lot of those Monster of the Week episodes, we find out it wasn't really a monster. It just looks different from a, us. Right. The right. Horta, you know, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. This is a, a classic Trek theme where we're like, Definitely. oh, no, it's a thing. And then come to find out what it really is. It's actually a good guy. Yeah. 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 And uh, Flocks especially being like, you're not doing that Jack Bauer shit. You're not fucking shit. torturing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not torturing him, my, my patient, basically. Um. Yeah. Same. Same here. The crew working together. You know. The, the, yes. The what you could be unkind and say the B squad, uh, working together to get two thirds of the trio out of trouble. That kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like ensemble stuff. I do too. Trek is at its best when it's on ensemble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah. Absolutely. I have no Definitely. problem with this one. Same. Same. Uh, in the, in the, in that way. A non Trek recommendation. My non Trek recommendation is going to be. A soda stream. Okay. I fucking love my soda stream. Uh, 
I didn't think I would like it as much as I do. That's awesome. But there's re- reduce, reuse, and recycle. Yeah. And yes, the soda stream itself is made of some plastic or whatever. Sure. So, so okay, yeah. But like a lot of people will just go through a shit ton of like mm-hmm. Lacroix or ginger ale or whatever mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and yes, you can recycle those cans. But if you're having to recycle a thousand cans, it's 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 not great because all that no. stuff takes energy yeah. and stuff like that. Exactly. There's no point. I mean, if you can avoid that do yeah there's the reduce part like yeah. people think like well i'm recycling it it's like yeah okay great yeah, it's better than yeah. throwing it away if anybody has uh seen the most recent uh john oliver uh next week tonight uh bit about recycling that changes your mind so uh yeah i think it makes great mixers uh just a little bit of concentrate flavor or juice or whatever and then some some carbonated water on top of it it's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it is indeed what is your non-trek recommendation um john carpenter's christine that movie (laughs) that movie fucking rules that movie is fantastic. Awesome. Yes, it's got really cheesy ass seventies shit in it, and there's a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of bits where it's like, oh god, that's terrible, you know. But like, the cinematography, the general like, uh, you know, camera work, um, some of the just amazing shots. How did they undo that car's? How did they do some of that stuff? It's amazing. There's also an amazing scene where the the car kills the main bad guy, and it's fucking awesome. I mean, it's like the car is completely fucking on fire and just runs over this dude and sets him on fire. I mean, it's, it's it's a really amazing movie. You don't have to like Stephen King. You don't have to have read Christine or anything like that to like this movie because it's totally John Carpenter at his best. Um, if you liked the thing, you'll like Christine. There's another good organization that we were talking about uh, before we got started. Go ahead and hit them with that. Fairfight.com. Um, our democracy is truly not doing well unless we actually start fighting for it. So, um, you know, get involved with Fair Fight, learn about it, read the news, um, keep an eye out, and call your senators and your congressmen. Yeah, especially here in Georgia, uh, yeah. they just passed a whole bunch of like, well, Fucked if we laws. we couldn't just call it Jim Crow too, a uh, racist boogaloo, but uh, mm-hmm. we got as close as we could. Yep, fair fight. Uh, yes. Stacey Abrams fair fight, and uh, the ACLU is uh, suing on on the. Mm-hmm on democracy's uh, behalf. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it'll all get struck down. We'll see. We don't... We 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 have very little hope for This is Georgia and This is America. Um, next episode is uh, a little more T'Pol-centric. Um, it's not a super exciting episode, um, but it's interesting and it has kind of a, ba- you know, cool background and stuff and it has a great... Uh, guest star who has been in a shit ton of other Star Trek episodes. So, is it Jeffrey Coombs? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, cool then. All right. We did it. We did another we did one. It. Yeah. And uh, we'll oh. see you guys next time. Music provided by the band Motherfucker. 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 Bandcamp.com. Become a patron. Patreon.com forward slash Star Trek stuff. Follow us on Insta, 
Star Trek stuff. Was it what is it? Star Trek podcast. Is it? Um, Star Trek stuff podcast. Yeah. And if you're still on Facebook too, go ahead and join our groupie thingy jobber jobber. What do you call it? <laughs> it's a Star Trek stuff Star podcast. Trek is stuff what podcast they call it. On, yeah. It's uh, great. It's amazing. It's just yeah. That's wonderful. Anyway, <laughs> um, that that's all. I I don't know why I'm stumbling over the end of this, but that's okay. uh, anyway, just gonna leave you with oyster droppings. <laughs> Nizzle drizzle. Love liquor. Jamba juice. Man chowder. Oh, I think the man ones gross me out the most. Yeah, I get that. Uh, emulsion. I didn't use emulsion? Emulsion. What's wrong with me? Emulsion. What's wrong with me? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Uh, yeah, we're out of here. See you next time. Okay. Uh, live right. long and prosper. Bye. Bye. Male tears, man chowder, man foam, man period, man seed. Gross. Yeah. I don't know why that's gross to me, but that's so much more gross. Oh, I remember I remember um, a day at the restaurant one time where we realized that if you put man in front of a whole lot of different things, it makes it gross. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that totally makes sense. The word hair <sighs> and then man hair and your, your mind immediately just goes... <laughs> What are you talking about fucking pubes for? You're like, I didn't say pubes, but yeah. your, your brain is only going to go to pubes. Did you ever play the game? Uh, this this is one of those things that maybe just my friends made up. Um, but they go, you know, when they're driving around, they like add the word anal to um, the names of cars. So like an anal probe and uh, the anal expedition, um, the anal focus. Ford and Chevy are the best ones for this game well in, in motherfucker we used to do that when we'd be going somewhere uh we'd put anal in the front of rvs gotcha so like the rvs or the trailer rvs whatever like that like a- of which my favorite was anal raptor nice. <laughs> i don't know what that's even supposed to me like there's yeah I, bl- it's it sounds vicious yeah but yeah there's a lot of like you know anal expedition type anal um anal matrix um (laughs) matrix uh they don't ford doesn't make the probe anymore which which is disappointing um but yeah pretty much any ford named car is great um anal accord just sounds like (laughs) some kind of you know meeting of the minds kind of thing a meeting of the asses meeting of the asses (laughs) Um, wait, did we do, did we do wank paste? Um, I, I can't remember now. I had to look, look back. Um, wiener sauce. I don't get salad dressing. Yeah, no, that's not funny. I guess that doesn't seem very funny. Okay, um, no, the protein shake. Okay, eh. the grossest though is wang pus. Wang pus. That is pretty that's gross. That's fucking yeah. gross. Yeah. <laughs> Turkey spit. Throat yogurt? Yeah, th- throat oh. yogurt's funny. That's fucked up. Oof. That is wrong. Uh, t- tadpoles, um, I don't get. Um, yeah. Tallow? No, I don't, I don't, that's, I don't know. I don't, I don't get that one. Um, soap? You can't just call it soap. That's stupid. No. Nobody calls it soap. I love bonk juice. Bonk juice love is it. Good. <laughs> Sat- uh, chode. 
Chode nectar? No thanks. Satchel syrup. Yeah. We gotta we gotta give we gotta give uh, uh, credit for this. Uh, we got we got yeah. these from uh, Thought Catalog. Yeah, I just looked up euphemisms for semen, and the first thing that came up was Thought Catalogs, a hundred euphemisms for semen. <laughs> And the picture that the picture that comes along with it is pretty great too. Yeah, it's just like a bowl of mayonnaise being stirred or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen's. I definitely relish. didn't get fructis. Fructis. What? Number twenty-two. What? I I don't know what that's even supposed to mean. I don't understand. I don't either. Okay. Completely weird. Glue, happy trails. Dong water. I can't believe I didn't use hemulsion. Hemulsion is amazing. What is wrong with that? That's fucking great. It is. (laughs) But, 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 uh, uh, fine.